It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to BGN Radio. Welcome to This Week in Fantasy. No, not that kind of fantasy. A little more nerdy, a little less sexy. I mean, is there any doubt that Superman wouldn't be the greatest fantasy baseball player in the world? That's the ticket. That's right, BGN Radio, and it is time for another episode of This Week in Fantasy as we try and sort everything out here, and uh, we're going to do something just a little bit different on this episode. We'll get into, obviously, the Fred Jackson, CJ Spiller uh, happenings and all that good stuff. Uh, We're also going to talk about some of our good calls and bad calls uh, that happened this previous week, week, rather. Uh, And then we're going to just break down the big games that we see coming up this weekend, see what kind of fantasy impact with your duds and studs. But let's introduce the crew around the horn as I welcome Mr. Tony Casale from FF Toolbox. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well, sir. It's such a pleasure to hear your lovely voice. (laughs) And, of course, from rotowire.com, 97.5, the fanatic can can be heard pretty much every week here. On BGN Radio, Mr. James Zeltzer, how are you, sir? John, the real question is, who are the studs and duds on this podcast? That's uh, what I want to know. I'll tell you who the dud is, and that's uh, the guy talking right now. Because <laughs> let me tell, let's get into that right away. Because uh, literally every guy that I have said so far since we've done the Happy Trail segment has had a, a good game right after that. So be be paying attention to that because Michael Floyd has finally come around and scored two touchdowns in two consecutive games. Because Carson Palmer's back. And then I tell you to ditch Roddy White, and then, uh, you know, he has all the garbage catches in the world and goes for 100 yards and a touchdown. So apologize if you benched him, but I just, you know, I, I never saw that coming against uh, Baltimore. Uh, more or less also, too, man, 
That Brian Hoyer train sure stopped pretty hard as uh, just a miserable game against the Jaguars. Um, any uh, good calls, bad calls you want to brag about or shame yourself about, guys, Tony? You no, know, honestly, you know what? I throw such a giant blanket out there covering all players at all times <laughs> that there's almost no way that I'm not going to have some on either side. So I think I'm still exactly at 500 since I literally <laughs> picked every player in the NFL. Uh, this week, my happy trails player, I'm not going to say it now, has a bye week next hey. week. So I actually have a chance that he will not blow up this week. <laughs> James, anything you want to celebrate or shame yeah. yourself for? Yeah, I, I'm always down to shame myself, John. <laughs> I, I was a disaster in our start start sit. Uh, at, for those of you who just listen and don't read, uh, we had a little start sit each week on, on bleedinggreennation.com. And John, I I was just wrong across the board. <laughs> uh, my sits weren't too bad, so I, I didn't really screw anyone there. But I told you to start Mohamed Sanu. I told you to start Ruben Randall. Uh, that didn't work out, John. Yeah, with Randall, <laughs> I you know you keep waiting for him to come around, and you figured, hey, he's the number one guy now. He's they're, they're going to go up against Dallas. There's going to be points scored, and it just it, it just never came around. So we're trying to get there. Not everything's perfect, but um, uh, speaking of not perfect, the running back situation in Buffalo. For those of you who made the uh, decision to maybe even trade for Fred Jackson this week because deadlines are starting to come up, and uh, I definitely did, and boy, did that backfire. Fred Jackson looks like he's going to be out for an entire month, um, and then right after that, C.J. Spiller is out for the year with the uh, is it broken collarbone or shoulder problems, so now you have a yeah Anthony Dixon and Mr. Bryce Brown, as we know pretty well here in Philadelphia, stepping into that. Looks like it's going to be running back by committee, but I know Bryce Brown really wants the pill. Uh, so, Tony, are you looking to either one of these guys to fill a RB2 or flex role? Yeah, if, I, if I'm in a bad way this week, I, I you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit tricky. Both of them are – you don't see the likelihood that one is going to get uh, a ton carries more. I think they're leaning towards, uh, you know, Anthony Dixon being the – the, the two down back and your third down back mean the speed guy, Brown. I mean, Brown's got so much talent and, you know, he came into this league with so much potential. And no, I mean, nobody's really given him a chance to perform. So, you know, hopefully for him, he's going to have the opportunity. But, you know, I've got uh, my reservation starting these guys just because it's really unclear how they're going to use them. Uh, if if you know if what's expected happens and Anthony Dixon ends up with, you know, 13 or 14 carries, then he might be a really nice flex start. Um but neither of these guys are expected to blow me away. You know, in, you know, this might be, you know, the week later, you'll see exactly what's going to happen. But if you were going to take a chance on a guy, I think I would lean Anthony Dixon this week. James? Yeah, I think I agree with Tona. I, it's just a weird situation. You don't really know who's going to be the guy. Uh, you look around, you hear a lot of pundits say that it will be Bryce Brown. Uh, you know, he's more suited to being a, a feature back. But look, uh, you know, we didn't really have a ton of clarification early in the season when it was C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson. It ended up being Jackson when most people expected to be Spiller. So I think it's really hard to hypothesize here. I think they're going to use both guys. I, I know, as, as Tom mentioned, Anthony Dixon came out and said it's going to be a running back by committee. Uh, I think there's some uh, I actually believe that I normally don't believe a lot of players when they come out and talk. I think in this case. We will see that. Uh, I do think they might use a hot and approach. I think if a, a Brown or, or Dixon gets a chance to kind of reel off a few good runs in a row, they might stick with him. But heading in, I, I just think there's no real clarification on on who's going to be the guy and on who you can trust as more than a, a you know, a, a 
flex hope more than anything. Yeah, I mean, the, the uh, in Buffalo, you can't even trust the GM uh, coach relationship. I, you know, Doug Whaley and Doug and Doug Marone are uh, might have the same first name, but they're polar opposites when it's when it's coming to things. You're seeing it here with Kyle Orton and all that other stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I very much wait and see. I don't know if even if Bryce Brown gets hot, who knows how long that's going to stay. I don't expect Buffalo to you know be the greatest offensive team in the world, as probably we all know by this point, but. Uh, Some of the heavy-hitting offenses in the NFL are coming uh, tonight as you're hearing this now. So I apologize if you're hearing this a little later on the weekend. Uh, It's already going to be passed, but it's still worth talking about. San Diego and Denver coming in, and, you know, Peyton Manning breaks the all-time touchdown record, uh, and it's uh, he's on fire along with that rest of the team. This offense still has not missed. San Diego was a huge fan of Mike McCoy. Uh, even before Chip Kelly came along here in Philadelphia, I actually considered him as a top candidate. Has really turned around that offense and is utilizing everything, and it's creating lots of fantasy points for all of our, uh, you know, fantasy teams. So, James, on on with this, uh, what are you looking for? Who's your fantasy stars and your fantasy duds going into this game? Well, I think you look at the surface of it. You know, look, you've got two of the better offensive squads in the league battling here. So you go in expecting and hoping for a lot of points. I'm always a little leery of Thursday night games. I generally have a a philosophy of, of when in doubt I'll sit a guy on Thursday night. Obviously if he's a much better player than another player on my team, I'll start him. But if it's, if it's a 50, 50 or even, you know, 55, 45 call for me, I'm usually going to err on the side of sitting the Thursday night guy, just because we've seen so many fluky performances on Thursday nights. But you look at this matchup and you just have to assume that whether it's played on a a Thursday, a, a Wednesday, a Monday, a Saturday, it doesn't really matter. Both of these offenses are going to find ways to score points. Um, Both actually defenses have played pretty well in terms of fantasy points against. So that does kind of throw a wrench into it. But, uh, you know, look, you're starting Rivers, you're starting Manning, you're starting the running backs in this game. I think you got to start Brandon Oliver and, and Ronnie Hillman. I think both have proven over the last two weeks that they need to be started pretty much every week. Uh, especially I do think with the Thursday nights, we have seen the running backs be a little bit more successful than the passing game. So I think that's something to watch. And then otherwise, you know, with Denver, there's not much to say. You're starting the Thomas brothers. You're starting, you know, you're starting Emmanuel Sanders. You're starting all your guys. I would probably not start Welker this week. Uh, And then from the San Diego perspective, you know, you're starting Rivers. You're starting Oliver. I think you're starting Gates if you own him in a a tight end, uh, you know, in your tight end spot. But otherwise, I just don't know if you can trust any of these Chargers receivers, especially in a Thursday night game, especially against a Denver defense that has played quite well against receivers. I believe they are 28th, or excuse me, the 29th uh, in the league, or so essentially fourth in the league, giving up the 29th most points to fantasy wide receivers. So fourth best defense in the league against fantasy wide receivers. We just haven't seen any consistency from Keenan Allen. Eddie Royal is so touchdown dependent. Malcolm Floyd has been decent, but for me, I'm starting all the other guys I mentioned, and I'm probably, if I have better options, I'm going to sit those Chargers wide receivers. Yeah, I have an inkling that it might be a shootout, but uh, I think James is starting to convince me otherwise. And, uh, you know, just like with Thursday nights, I always tend to bet on the home team. So I'm more, much more comfortable starting a, a ton of Denver players over anybody that would be on San Diego with maybe the exception of Phillip Rivers and all that good stuff. 
Um, Tony, any other quick uh, different takes on that? Yeah, my own, I, I think I agree with almost everything he said. I think my only uh, concern really there uh, on the players that he likes uh, is is Brandon Oliver. I think he's a, an excellent player, and I think he is very close to a must-start every week. Um, but you might have some stronger options. I, you know, I think I think, you know, by the time this year is over, everyone will realize that Denver's defense is legit. Um, you know, it's taking a little while to get into that into that mode of recognizing it. But I mean, they're fifth against the run right now. Then in just a couple of days practice, I know that that seems or, or I guess has been favoring the the running backs. But I don't know. This kid, he's still young. He doesn't have a lot of experience. And I have a, I have a feeling he's going to have a tough time this week, actually, in Denver. So Brandon Oliver is one that I'm a little bit on the fence of, on. Uh, and again, yeah, again, with Keenan Allen, he's got as many touchdowns as I do this year. So until he does something, I'm not ready to jump on his train. But yeah, other than that, I would totally agree. Yeah, we're going to stick in uh, in Tony's wheelhouse with our next matchup. I just want to remind us all that we are fueled by Duncan Philly. So, of course, stop into your local Dunkin' Donuts, get some delicious uh roast uh, dark roast coffee uh get yourself uh, maybe even a eagles donut that they're making now box of joe all that good stuff uh all the finest at uh, your local dunkin donut store also want to remind everybody that you can chime in if you have any fantasy questions any sitters start we're there for the entire weekend especially on sundays so if you're uh you know going back and forth between some stuff just find this bgn underscore twif t-w-i-f you can also if you get your uh questions in before Tuesday or Wednesday on our uh, Duncan Philly hotline. That number is 267-245-6066. I know we haven't uh, been pumping that out as much, but we'll put you on the air right away. We love having uh, you know people interact and calling us idiots and calling us geniuses and all this other good stuff. So that's wide open. We'll definitely put you on the air, 267-245-6066. And uh, Tone, we're going to go... Uh, into New England, as I know that there was a, a, a ton of different uh, arguments, let's say, to be nice, and uh, uh, locker room uh, friction after the Miami loss uh, to your beloved Bears. So I- I'm curious when they match up with New England here, is that more of a rallying point in your eyes? And does Jay Cutler kind of, you know, say, I'm, I'm not going to tolerate this stuff anymore, and Brandon Marshall needs to shut up, and uh, we're going to go score a bunch of points and all that good stuff. What's your take on Chicago and New England heading into that game? Well, the way you put that right there, where Jay Cutler says, we're not going to take it anymore. That would be <laughs> the most emotion that Jay Cutler has somehow you know, produced in his entire life. So it seems really unlikely that that's how that's going to go down. Um, although, I, you know, I do think it could be. And also, I want to say I, I'm very, very much like the Brandon, the Brandon Marshall call out, no call out of uh, Jay Cutler by literally saying every other name on the Bears offense played well, except for Jake. And he just simply didn't say his name. It was brilliant. It was a brilliant way to call somebody out. Um, yeah, no, here's the problem. And it, and it has, I think, less to do with the little fracas and the fact that the media heard it and nobody will talk about anything else on Chicago radio uh, is the fact that New England is number one against the pass this year. They have a really good pass defense. Uh, now, you know, for the Bears, they're on the road, so they have a chance. Um, they can't play at home, but, but again, they're going against, you know, uh, they're giving up only 208 yards, uh, a game, you know, in new England. So you have to wonder if Jay Cutler is going to be able to do the things he wants. I think, you know, who I would look towards and, you know, obviously is a must start is Matt Forte. I think he'll catch some balls out of the backfield and I think he'll, you know, easily have a uh, hundred total yards. 
um, you know, whether it's going to be a combination or whether he rushes for 100. But, you know, if I've got Jay Cutler, I've got to put him on the bench. And I'm a little skeptical of uh, the receivers for the Bears this week, too. They have not been playing as well uh, or as well as they had been, or particularly Alshon Jeffrey, um, whose numbers have been decreasing since Brandon Marshall uh, has been completely healthy. I think you do have to start Marshall, but I think Bennett and Jeffrey, uh, you need to be skeptical whether or not they're going to be on your, in your starting lineup this week uh, against this against this pass defense. Yeah, I'm right there with you. The only two people I, I really feel comfortable with is Marshall and Forte in this game on the Chicago side. Uh, New England, I'm curious, James, Shane Vereen had a, you know, a terrific performance, it looks like, He's going to get the majority of everything else going on. Everybody behind him was kind of uninvolved with the with the offense, which actually great calls by everybody because I I knew we said that going in when um, you know Stephen Ridley went down. Uh, how do you feel that he will fare against the Chicago Bears defense? I like Vereen this week. Uh, I'm not you know crazy about him. I do think that knowing the way Belichick operates, there is a good chance that that what we saw unfold in the Jets game is not necessarily what we'll see unfold for the rest of the season. Um, you just don't know what he's going to do. I mean, he could come out this week and give Jonas Gray the ball 25 times, and it would be the least shocking thing of all time. It would be very a very Belichick thing to do. Um, having said that, I, I do think that Vereen's comfort in the offense, his you know knowledge of the offense, his ability to, to play different roles in the offense will help him moving forward, I think, uh, it's a decent matchup. Chicago has been better against the run this season, uh, but they do struggle still. They struggle in the passing game. Uh, I think uh, running backs out of the backfield uh, have the advantage, uh, or excuse me, have an advantage against the Bears, can take advantage of some mismatches there. So uh, I like Green a lot this week, and I, I think that, you know, again, I don't ever want to try and project what Bill Belichick will do with his running backs, but if I had to guess, I would guess he's going to give Vereen a chance to keep putting points on the board. And we'll move our way down to New Orleans as they take on uh, Green Bay, who absolutely just shredded the Carolina Panthers last week. Jordy Nelson, uh, Aaron Rodgers doing their thing and uh, definitely kicked my butt going in, uh, to, the, to the week last week. And James, I'll stick with you on this one. Interesting thing that I read, Saints haven't lost in back-to-back home games since 2011. Uh, I don't know if that can be said with this particular team. Um, you know, the, uh, Detroit, I thought they played a lot better against Detroit. Drew Brees was one of my sits, uh, and I had, um, sure, I had Joe Flacco actually starting <laughs> starting over him. Turns out that he actually can still throw a couple of touchdown passes and all that good stuff. Green Bay doesn't have the greatest defense in the world, but their offense is so powerful to go up against the Saints team. Where are you looking there for studs and duds on either side? Well, John, I think the Saints defense is is not good. I, I'll go so far as to say it's a bad defense. Uh, obviously, losing Jarris Bird hurt, uh, but they were struggling already. Uh, you know, I I have all the confidence in the world that Green Bay will able to be mo- will be able to move the football on New Orleans. Uh, I think you feel comfortable starting Eddie Lacy. I think you feel comfortable starting. Obviously, you're starting Rodgers, but I think you feel comfortable starting Jordy and and Cobb. Uh, and, you know, even in a very deep league, maybe a Devontae Adams, uh, I think that Green Bay will have no trouble moving the ball. I think that Green Bay's offensive line uh, is playing the best it has all year. It looked like a disaster early in the season. Brian Balaga comes back from injury. They've really, really stepped their game up the last few weeks. 
Um, so I think there's going to be no problem for Green Bay. Uh, on the other side of the ball, yes, the Green Bay defense is bad, and most especially against the rush. They are uh, one of the worst teams in the league against the rush. I believe they're second to Cleveland. Um, but o- outside of that, I mean, they're okay on defense, and I'm honestly very worried about this Saints team. They have not looked good all season, even in the two games they've won. They, they squeaked him out. Uh, Breeze, I mean, that interception that he threw last week was – was a disaster. I mean, yeah. that was a, as bad an interception as a, as a pro quarterback can throw, especially in the in the spot in the time. There was no reason to even throw that ball, you know, in that spot. Um, so I don't know. It's just there's a funky feeling about this Saints team, you know. Again, and, and like you said, yeah, Breeze went out and threw for three thirty five and two touchdowns. But I mean, that's not what you're drafting Drew Breeze for. You're right. drafting Drew Breeze for for three sixty and four touchdowns on a weekly basis. You know you're you're drafting him because he's going to throw for four hundred and fifty yards in a week or, or or whatever. And we just haven't seen that, and it's nerve wracking. I'm worried about this entire Saints offense. I, I, you know, especially after what happened with Graham last week. I don't know who you can feel comfortable starting. You know, you're going to roll out Breeze if you have him. You're probably going to play Colston. Uh, I do like Mark Ingram uh, another week back, but uh, you know. I could easily see a team having a fantasy team having better options than pretty much anyone on the Saints roster. Yeah, and I have to agree. And Tone, I'll ask it again. And, and James, you're open to answer it too. Am I changing your mind? Obviously, Brian Hoyer experiment is 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 not good, and it's going to be up and down. But I think if you're able to sell Drew Brees for something that you need right now and take a chance on. Whoever's whoever's still out there, Ben Roethlisberger or Eli Manning, or if you want to decide to stream quarterbacks, are, are you still on the Drew Brees train, or are you looking to sell right now? No, I mean, yeah, you got to sell him right now. If you can get somebody on name recognition alone, hopefully you can still get something you need. And there's people out there who are, you know, truly in need of a quarterback. I think the problem is that you know the cat's out of the bag. They know you can get. 20 points by streaming and you know once once you know people start to figure that out it's going to be a little bit harder to trade them uh particularly this time of year but there are going to be people i mean look i especially week you know nine is going to be a really big week for uh bye weeks you're gonna have a lot of people gone uh if you can maybe convince somebody you know that they cannot lose that week Otherwise, they're not going to make the playoffs. They need to take Drew Brees off your hands, and uh, uh, then maybe you've got a shot. But it's going to be hard to get a lot for him or you know, anything near what you paid for him to start with. Sure, and you know what? I'm just thinking in my head, and only because we've, we've talked about it off air with some of our own fantasy leagues, let's just say you went after a Matt Ryan owner right now, and you offered him Drew Brees and one of his big skill players to come back. Uh, how comfortable would you guys be with that? What, what do you mean? So let's say that I, I, you're offering Drew Brees to a Matt Ryan owner, and also he has, um, I don't know, Calvin Johnson or Julio Jones or somebody like that, somebody that's a big name, LaShawn McCoy, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, if you're offering Drew Brees and something like that back, one, do you think it's possible? And two, would you feel comfortable going that? I would feel comfortable doing that in a second. I just, I, I don't see it as an option. I think that, look, I mean, Drew Brees, like we just said, he had his best game of the season fantasy wise this past week, and it was 335 and two touchdowns. Granted, against one of the best defenses in the league, but it was inside in a dome on a turf. I just think that, you know, at least for me, if someone came to me offering me Drew Brees and it was anything more than, than 30 cents on the dollar, 
I'm probably turning it down. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. But if you can still sell them, I say sell them right now and get any type of piece that you are weak on. If it's a wide receiver three with upside or wide receiver two, uh, RB two, et cetera, something like that that you really need. I think that's uh, the move going forward. Tony, there's a game in, in, in London and it's happening and it looks like it's going to be a freaking disaster, at least for one side of this team. Uh, they are taking Matt Ryan, and they are placing him way, way, way on the road, going up against the best defense statistically right now in the NFL in the Detroit Lions. Uh, how are you feeling uh, about all that matchup? Are you betting heavy on Detroit? Um, I know we, we tried to do that with Baltimore last week. It didn't seem to totally pan out unless you had a, a couple of different guys, but what do you see in that one? Who are your fantasy studs and duds? First of all, do I need to do this segment in a uh, British accent, or am I good? You can you can try. I mean, that might be might be interesting. Uh, and uh, no, let's not do that. Actually. Let's not do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so fair enough. Uh, you know, here's the thing: they're both. You know, these teams are both traveling. I think the game's actually going to be a little bit closer than you would expect. Looking at the numbers, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be. Uh, you know, a barn burner, but I don't think that Detroit's necessarily going to win by 30 points. I think, you know, here's the thing. You can get some yards on Detroit. So I still like Julio and I still to a degree like Roddy White. You're not going to get running yards on him, right? You're not going to rush the ball on him. It's just nobody's done it so far this year. And Atlanta's not the team that's going to, you know, break that mold. So if you've got if you've got any of the running backs in Atlanta, this is a week to definitely sit them down if you haven't already. I mean, Detroit's just outstanding against the run. Uh, but Julio, obviously, you have to start. Uh, as for Detroit, um, Atlanta's terrible on uh, their pass defense is terrible. Why did I say it's going to be a close game? I, I do think it'll be, a, it'll be a little bit close. So they're all, they're all traveling 6,000 miles. It's not easy. They'll be jet lagged. So here's the thing. Golden Tate. I love this guy. Uh, great week last week. I think uh, it's, I don't know, Calvin Johnson is making the trip, uh, but it's you know unclear whether he's going to play. Frankly, Golden Tate is good. Uh, when Calvin Johnson's playing, and he apparently is great when Calvin Johnson's not playing. So he's a start regardless. It's just a question of whether he's just sort of filling in your flex spot or if he's your straight-up wide receiver, two or even one. I mean, he played so well last week. So Stafford, again, a must-start. He should have over 300 yards this week. And uh, go ahead and start your running backs in Detroit, too. Yeah, if everybody's yeah. healthy, go ahead and get them out there. They're going to be playing. They're going to be catching passes. They're going to be running the ball. Detroit's going to... Milk the, they're going to hold on to the ball for a long time. They typically do. They run the ball well. Um, so, so let's see. Let's see how that works. I do think, though, uh, that Atlanta plays a little bit better on offense than they have been playing, uh, considering that they're going against an outstanding Detroit team. But I do think you can get some yards for Julio. I think you can get some yards and receptions for Roddy White. I just don't expect to see them in the end zone. Yeah, and I'm, I, I'm, I feel the same way, and I almost lean Roddy being in the flex just in case there is the garbage time to pick up those yards. And if you're in a PPR league, the receptions as well. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like starting Roddy White, but it's 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 one of those things where if if he's your only option, you might as well go and do it. Um, we'll get into that in the Happy Trail segment later because the guy I replaced him with, if you remember correctly, not doing it as well either. It's the same amount of, of risk you're going to take with anybody else that's on the flex a spot there on the waiver wire that you would eventually pick up or somebody that's on your bench. Uh, James, are you looking at anything different uh, Atlanta or Detroit side that we're missing right now? No, literally everything Tony said, I agree with. 
Uh, the only thing I'll add is, uh, remember, this game starts at 9.30 Eastern time. That's uh, so, so nuts. Yeah, so so everyone, check your lineups tonight before, you know, pay attention. If you do own Calvin Johnson, guess what? You're waking up early this Sunday because we're probably not going to know till Sunday morning, uh, you know, when he goes out on the field and, and works out and sees how it feels, especially after a trip overseas. Um, so if you're a Calvin Johnson owner, you're, you're probably going to have to tough it up and uh, – Wake up Sunday morning. I apologize to the West Coasters that have to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Just, just stay up. Yeah. Just stay up. Yeah, I'm with Tony. In that case, you just chug some coffee and just, just pull it on out. I'll chug something. <laughs> yeah, 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 or, you know, whatever. Start with the tequila around 4 a.m. and then, you know, maybe a, <laughs> maybe a V8 around 5. And they'll just, you'll be perking, perking right up. So um, I know there's a lot of different bye weeks that keep happening and uh, something we probably should have done earlier, but there's still plenty of bye weeks on the horizon as well as uh, some bye weeks this week. So we're going to play a lot of games that says, just get me 10. We're going to pick a player that uh, either in your flex that can go in your flex spot or you need a wide receiver or running back, anything like that. Just get me 10 points this week. That's all I'm asking. Tone, who is your first selection in a PPR league? All right. Well, my selection in the PPR league this week is going to be Traveris Cadet. Who? This kid. Tra- exactly. <laughs> he just looked himself up and he realized that he plays for the New Orleans Saints <laughs> as a running back, which is exciting for him since he always wanted to do that. Uh, he's going to be taking the Pierre Thomas role, basically. He had six receptions last week on nine looks. Uh, I expect the same sort of thing this uh, this week coming up. Uh, you know, this is this is good news for this kid. He's going to get his receptions. And you know how much Drew Brees likes the dump-off pass to the, to the quick running back. Well, now it's Varys Cadet. So if you're looking in a league where you've got a PPR thing going on, you go ahead and chalk him up for 10 points plus this week. James PPR, who's getting you 10? Well, first, I would like to apologize to loyal fan of this show, Traveris Cadet, <laughs> for my co-hosts over there. I know who you are, sir. Big fan. Um, no, but uh, moving on, my uh, my PPR get, just get me 10 guy this week, and he's not a guy that I particularly like very much, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, an old stalwart and go with Greg Jennings, the hey uh, Viking. Vikings play the Buccaneers. John, who is the worst team in the league in terms of giving up fantasy points to wide receivers? You are correct. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Jennings does lead the Vikings in targets. Uh, you know, seven targets week one, then four, then eight, then four, then six, then six and seven. So, you know, he they're throwing him the ball. Uh, six catches one week, five another, six another. The, the opportunity is there, especially in a PPR for him to, to get 10 points without working up too much of a sweat, especially against this Awful, awful Tampa Bay pass defense. Uh, I'm going to travel on over to the uh, to the Oakland Raiders uh, because they are facing the Cleveland Browns, and I'm going to gamble a little bit, and I'm going to go ahead and say that Miles Austin, despite his quarterback, is going to get you 10 points. I just have no faith in Oakland on any phase of the game, really, yeah, except their offense. I liked it. I like Carr. I like, uh, you know, Andre Holmes and the, uh, and the like, but uh, I, I think Miles Austin... You know, he's right around that eight-point average, uh, nine-point average anyway, but I'm going to say he's going to go ahead and close uh, a 10-point deal for you uh, this week. uh, Tone, in a standard league, where are we heading to? Now, this one's going to be a little bit trickier. I'm so used to these PPR leagues now and looking at receptions. So 10 is a little harder to get to. 
is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, okay, I'm going to go Chris Ivory here. And, and let I me like say, he, he had a really good week last week, and I am not necessarily on the, the Ivory bandwagon thinking that he's going to break 100 yards now every week because he did it last week. But I do think he can still get you 10 points. I think he's got a halfway decent shot at the end zone. They're giving him the ball a lot more. Chris Johnson seems to just be you know, fading away there. Uh, he can still get himself. He had four catches last week, and I'm not thinking at the PPR, but I am looking at those yards that he can build up. So maybe 100 total yards, uh, or, you know, if he has a little bit less, I do think there's a chance he's going to get in the end zone this week against the Bills, uh, who do have a good uh, uh, run defense, but I still like the way he's been running, so I think he is going to be a guy to get you 10 in a standard league. James, who's getting you 10 in a standard league? Uh, I'm going to go with Brandon LaFell here. We talked about nice. him a little bit last week. Uh, LaFell going up against the aforementioned Bears secondary, uh, which already 19th worst pass defense in the league. Add in losing Kyle Fuller last week, who has been, uh, you know, maybe the defensive rookie of the year up till this point. Um, so I, I think that's a huge loss. I think that, that secondary is ripe to be picked on a little bit. Uh, and, and I think most important, look, New England's going to throw the ball. They showed it last week. They showed it the week before, uh, you know, especially with Steven Ridley out. I think Tom Brady is going to come out slinging and, you know, you look at LaFell's numbers, you know, nothing crazy, but, you know, four for 55 last week, four for 97 the week before, six for 119 a week before that, four for 46. So they're throwing him the ball. He's getting targets. He can get downfield. He can get open. I think LaFell can get in the end zone this week. Absolutely. I like that. I, uh, sticking with the standard league, I'm going to uh, also gamble just a little bit more. I'm going to say Mike Evans. Uh, going up against Minnesota as uh, he scored a touchdown in the uh, the last two weeks. He was here, had a bye last week. I think he's starting to kind of come on a little bit here. Might be uh, uh, be able to do like a spot start flex, uh, obviously, because that's basically the whole segment of what we're talking about here. So, if you, yeah, if you've got guys on bye weeks right now, I think Mike Evans is a semi-safe play to get you a touchdown this week. But some of the guys that we don't trust right now, we're going to say happy trails to, as uh, I'm hopefully not going to say a guy for the third week in a row that eventually blows up and has a, a, a nice game. But I'll start with myself. I'm going to say goodbye and happy trails to Mr. Justin Hunter. I, I, I can't, again, I just, whoa, buddy. Let's uh, actually, let's time out there for a second. Before I get ahead of yourself, I'm actually going to retract this. This is future John talking to fantasy uh, Christmas past John um, be, only because the uh, why we're recording this uh, Mettenberger was named the starter in Tennessee. So what I'm going to advise you to do is wait one more week and just see what happens there. There's a lot of potential uh, in Mettenberger. I know a lot of people like him. He still has his faults, uh, but look great during the preseason. Uh, he definitely has a better arm than the other two. And I know that Wisden Hunt and Jake Locker are not friends in the locker room. So, I'm going to go ahead and amend that and say, wait, and just hold on one more week to Justin Hunter on your bench. Don't start him unless you desperately need to. But uh, other than that, if it doesn't work after this, happy trails to Justin Hunter. Yeah, I'm going to say happy trails to Vernon Davis, finally. Wow. Uh, it's hard to do with a big name guy like that who's had a lot of, you know, up and down success throughout his career uh, and was actually, you know, still drafted relatively high, fifth through 10th generally in the tight ends, uh, you know, probably closer to fifth or sixth. Uh, some some people were even higher than that on him, but I just I can't stick with him anymore. He, you know, here's the problem. 
he had such a great first game. I mean, he only had four catches, but he did have two touchdowns. So it was a really nice uh, first game for him. He goes down with an injury, comes back, goes down with that really wicked hit he took in the back a couple of weeks ago. You know, and he came back to play, but he hasn't looked the same. He hasn't been healthy. Uh, he's dropping passes now, and he just looks unhealthy even when he's out there. He's yet to have four receptions in a game since the beginning of the season. So, you know, I think it's time to say sayonara. If you need to fill that spot and you've already, you know, I'm assuming if you have Vernon Davis and you have a chance at this thing still, you probably picked up Niles Paul for a little while or Larry Donnell or one of these other guys or maybe you made a trade. Uh, but there's just enough guys out there, maybe uh, Allen in Indianapolis, who was out on the waiver wires in about half the leagues up until a week or two ago. You have players now that are going to that are going to take over for you. He's got a bye week this week. Uh, maybe he's going to get healthy, but I'm not seeing it and I'm not sticking with him. So it's happy trails to Vernon Davis. Mr. James Elzer, who are we saying happy trails to, sir? Well, I was going to bring up Bishop Sankey just because, as you said, happy trails. That guy stinks. Um <laughs> But, but I'll stick with the running back position. It may be somewhat of an obvious call, but, uh, you know, it's it's tough when you draft someone in the first few rounds of a draft. Uh, no matter what point it is in the season, it's always tough to let him go. But Zach Stacy owners, that time has come. Uh, so he, he, he's, he's just got to go. I'm sorry. Zach Stacy has to go. Look at this. He's got in his last, you know, this season went from 11 carries to 19 to 12 to 11 to 8 to how many carries last week? Zero carries. And yeah. granted, he's got a little bit of an injury thing going on, but I think we've seen that Trey Mason can get the job done on the ground. I think they like what they see out of him. They're going to give him a chance. Benny Cunningham clearly involved in the passing game. All that guy does is score touchdowns. Uh, not only is, is he getting pushed out by the talent around him, but he is just simply not produced when on the field. And I just don't think he's going to get much of an opportunity anymore. I think he's, you know, a, a third running back and not in fantasy on his own team. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I did the panic drop on Benny Cunningham. I'm kind of kicking myself in the butt for doing that. Um, you know, he's had a couple of touchdowns in the last few games. St. Louis, uh, who knows? I mean, you know, we're not sure who the Seahawks are really, but uh, it's it's a somewhat competent offense and they're still scoring points and, it's uh, it's big balls Jeff down there with the the awesome fake punt returns and all that stuff. So, um, well, that's gonna wrap it up for us, guys. I thank you so much again for listening to this week in fantasy. Hopefully, we all score a ton of points and we steer you in the right direction. And we'll see you next week right here on BGN Radio. You've been listening to this week in fantasy, fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. Mm-hmm.